What's up, everybody? Welcome to the AFW College Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Ramirez, excited to intro the most recent sermon from our very own college pastor, Ben Moss. At the last college night here at Antioch, Fort Worth, Ben talked about surrendering our worries to Jesus. As college students, we certainly have no shortage of worries. We worry about our class schedules, where we're going to live next year, or how we're going to make the right grades this semester. We worry about making the right decisions about career paths or significant others. And it's our tendency to try to take hold of these things and control them. But in this sermon, Ben walks us through a better way to handle these worries, which is entrusting them to God. In the Father's love, we find the cure to our worry and anxiety. You're about to hear Ben lay that out beautifully and impactfully. So especially if you have areas of your life that you're struggling to hand over to Jesus, I encourage you to give it a listen. Enjoy. And what I've discovered is that in the end, guys, when we choose to surrender to Jesus, that's actually where we find the greatest life and the greatest adventure. Because it says in Matthew 16, 25, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. It's beautiful. It's simple. But it is so, so true. That verse really captures for us the path to surrender. So all of us have things that we like to control. The question is, are we willing to part with those things so that we can encounter Jesus in our lives? I love what Hebrews 12, one through two says, talking about surrender. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Everybody say throw off. Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Hebrews is like, just get rid of it. Throw it off. Lay it down. And what do you get in exchange? You get the author. You get the perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ himself. But if you're anything like me, surrender can be hard sometimes because we like to be in control. And we think that we know best. And the only problem with that way of thinking is that the more we try to control, the more we, we become afraid of losing control. And the more we become afraid of losing control, the more we take control. <laughs> and it becomes a cycle. A cycle that can ultimately lead to feeling fearful. And can I just say, fear will block your ability to surrender. Fear will not empower you to be able to come to Jesus. Proverbs 29, 25 says this, the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. Can I just encourage all of us tonight and say, I believe, guys, that every place of fear in your life, God wants to replace it with trust. He wants to take that fear, squash it, crush it, and replace it with trust for him. Uh, in 2019, Charlotte and I uh, went on the house hunt. Anybody been on a house hunt? Yeah? Okay. One of you. Perfect. All right. Yeah, roommate, you guys do house hunting, okay, for, for college. Okay. Uh, and uh, we were out, and we were uh, looking at a bunch of different homes. We started in November, and uh, we looked for about four different months trying to find a house. We actually looked at 25, uh, maybe 20. I'll say 20. It was between 20 and 25 different homes 
trying to find the right one. We looked at Pier and Beam, which is the foundation. We looked at Slab. We looked at Renovated. We looked at Not Renovated. We looked at Partially Renovated. We looked at all of these different options. Finally, we found the one, and we were like, this is it. We have landed on the house. Talked to the realtor. He said, Ben, it's almost assuring you guys are going to get it. There's not been any other offers. It's been on the market for about uh, 10 days. So uh, he said, let me just give you a call back. Well, he calls me back a couple days later, and he says, Ben, you're never going to believe this. And I'm thinking, this is good news. And he said, that house is actually, uh, was put on the market by somebody in our office. He said, I went down to the office this afternoon to put the offer in, and the lady said, I'm so sorry, you're too late. 15 minutes before you came down to my office, somebody else beat you with an all-cash offer, and you missed out on it. And when I, when I heard that, guys, the, the, the disappointment started to settle in. And honestly, disappointment can actually turn to fear. And I started to wonder, God, are you really going to provide for us? Like, Lord, we, we really want to have a house near TCU so we can have students over um, to have meals together. And so I went to Charlotte and I said, uh, Charlotte, I just need to take a little bit of time to pray about this. Um, and, and seek the Lord. She said, okay. So I go into our little prayer uh, closet area in our house. Can I just say, anytime that you are wanting to surrender fear, surrendering something to Jesus, prayer is a great place to go. Okay, that's just a parenthesis, all right? So, and I just began to seek the Lord. I said, Lord, um, honestly, I'm a little frustrated about this, and I'm kind of fearful. Um, what, what are you saying? And I just felt like the Lord said so gently to me, Ben, I want you to not look at homes on the market for 30 days. Okay? This was March. We had, we had said that we were not going to re-sign on our current house, and we needed to move out by May. And I felt like the Lord said, don't look at homes for 30 days. I'm like, God, doesn't sound like a great plan, okay? So I go to Charlotte. I said, Charlotte, this is not for you. This is just for me. I felt the Lord saying to not look at homes for, for 30 days. And I said, I don't want you to tell me about any homes unless you think you've found the dream home, like the home that checks pretty much every box. The next day, I'm in the living room. She's in the office. She's answering some emails, and she gets a ding on my computer. She says, Ben, I had known by then that that tone meant there's a house to look at, all right? And I literally, from the living room, I go, Charlotte, is, is this like the dream house? And she said, no, I really think you need to see it. I walk into the office, look at it. It checks every box that we had wanted. It looks like the perfect home. We call the realtor. Two hours later, we show up at the house, and we're the sixth look in that one day. In other words, the house was really popular. It had gone on the market that morning. We do the walkthrough. We talk to the realtor. I said, how much time do you have? He looks at his watch. He goes, you got an hour and 15 minutes. We go back to the house. We pray about it. We feel peace about it. We put in an offer. Realtor calls me the next day and says, there was multiple offers, and you guys got the house. And today, we live on Mission Street, right next to TCU's campus, and we have the house of our dreams, and it's awesome. And the reason I say that is simply to say, guys, that God didn't want me to perform or figure something out. He just wanted me to trust him. And when I went into the prayer closet and I said, Lord, I I give this to you, I wasn't seeking a feeling, I was seeking a posture in my heart. And to be honest, we can't control the outcome or the result of most things in our lives. But we do have the opportunity to set the tone and set the posture in our souls. 
to lay things before Jesus and say, Lord, I just surrender this to you. I give this to you. And that's how good God is. So in the same way that fear can cripple our ability to surrender, trust releases our ability to surrender to him. I love that that verse. Can you actually throw um, Proverbs 29, 25 back up there? It says, the one who trusts in the Lord is the one who is kept safe. Okay, notice it's not the one who trusts in himself, the one that trusts in Chancellor Bocini, though he's a great guy. I did not pronounce that very well. Or he that trusts in his career or his spouse or the person that does good works and trusts in them. Uh-oh. Everybody ever, anybody ever do work, good works and then want to get something from God because of your good works? Okay. I do sometimes. All right. So it's not that person. It's the one who trusts in the Lord. And I said this earlier, the safest place that you can possibly be in your life is one of complete surrender to Jesus. The whole reason Jesus invites us to surrender things to him is not because he's trying to take away our fun, but because he wants our hearts. And he knows that in that sweet place, there's an intimacy that we can have with him that's beyond anything we could imagine. So I've got three questions. These will be brief that I wanna give you guys. And these are ways that I believe you can embrace being a man or a woman of surrender. Okay, they're very simple. I'm gonna say all three of them and then I'll share briefly with you about each one. The first one is this, is it worth my concern? The second one, is it mine to control? And the third one, is it for Jesus alone? All right, so here we go. Back to the first one, is it worth my concern? Matthew 6, verses 25 through 27. You've probably heard this verse before. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. Everybody say worry. worry. About your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Anybody struggle with worry sometimes? Okay, great. <laughs> I know I do. I literally uh, went into the backyard yesterday and there were some weeds growing up and I was like, the whole house is gonna be covered in weeds. You know, I just, like, worst case scenario. All right, I just jumped there. <laughs> um, can I get real? Can I get honest? Can I be vulnerable with you guys? Okay, all right. So in my marriage with Charlotte, when we first got married, um, one of the things that I had an opinion on was what she was wearing, okay? And um, quickly realized that's probably not a good thing, okay, in marriage, all right? You can have opinions about it. But um, what I realized is that I was so consumed with my opinion that I was missing intimacy with my spouse. Because, guys, you can't have control and intimacy at the same time, okay? It's either one or the other. And it's the same way in our friendships, and it may even be, for some of us, sometimes in my own life, with God too, all right? So um, a simple question that you can ask on this one, is it worth my concern, is this, in five years, is it gonna matter? In five years, is it really, really gonna matter? Is it worth the stress? Is it worth the anxiety? Is it worth the worry? And most likely, 
It's probably not, all right? So it's with my concern. Number two is this, is it mine to control? Everybody say that. Is it mine to control? All right. Now, sometimes the answer to this question is no. It's not yours to control. It's like that song, Jesus, take the wheel. All right. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going any past that. Okay. So, and, and, and you got to give him the wheel. All right. Sometimes you just got to let Jesus have it. All right. But sometimes the Lord invites you to surrender, but also partner with him in the process. Because there's a difference between surrendering control and relinquishing responsibility, all right? So if you're messed up financially, which hopefully none of you are, and you just say, God's gonna take me through it, and you stay at home, and you eat popcorn on the couch and watch Tiny House, all right? It's probably, Tiny House always finds its way into my messages, okay? (laughs) Which is the only show Charlotte and I watch. Yes, literally, okay? Uh, y'all are like, tiny house, what in the world is that? <laughs> Thank you, Harper. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it may not go so well, okay? If, if your marriage is in trouble, which none of you are married, so that doesn't apply, but, uh, and you're not willing to try out counseling, all right? It, you may not get out of the trouble that you're in. Uh, if you're not doing so hot in school, okay? And maybe you're failing a class, not getting the grade that you want to, but you're not willing to go to the professor, go to tutoring, take the different steps, you're probably going to reap what you sow, right? So the, uh, oh, last one. Okay, if you're a single guy and you want to get married um, and all you do is play Pokemon Go, okay, at the house, (laughs) it's not going to work, okay? You need to get out. You need to meet some people. (laughs) Don't play Pokemon Go. (laughs) None of you play Pokemon Go, but that's okay. (laughs) You do? Okay, all right. (laughs) So, wow, that got you all off track. All right, sometimes... Jesus invites us to relinquish control, but sometimes he invites us to relinquish control and partner with him. Um, I remember in 2015, I was applying to, uh, uh, I actually, I wanted to do my, my doctorate, and I felt like the Lord had, had called me to this. And so I went to uh, Jimmy Seibert at the time. He was uh, a family that I was living with in Waco. And I said, Jimmy, um, I don't feel like the Lord's opening any doors on this, and I'm not really sure what to do. And he asked a very wise question. He said, Ben, how many schools have you applied for? And I said, one. (laughs) I said, I want to go to UMHB in Belton, Texas. That's where I want to go. And he looked back, and he said, Ben, let me offer you a little bit of advice. Give God as many options as you can. Knock on as many doors as possible and see which one he might open. I spent the next two weeks applying to a lot of different schools. And in April 2015, I got a call from the director of the higher ed leadership program at TCU that said, I'd like to offer you a full ride scholarship to our program. Hey, I don't say that to say, way to go, Ben. I say that to say, sometimes there's partnership. And I don't know what that situation is in your life, but I do know maybe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you about different ways that you can partner with the Lord in that. All right, so that's number two. The last one is this. Is it, is it for Jesus alone? Is it for Jesus alone? So sometimes we partner with him, and sometimes there really is. Jesus, take the we. All right. Uh, 
One, yes, thank you. One of the most popular uh, verses that's quoted in the Bible uh, that I love, and you guys have heard this before, I'm sure, but I just, as we read it one more time here, as we're getting ready to wrap up, I just want to encourage you, see it with fresh eyes, okay? It's this, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Everybody say anything. anything. But in every situation, by prayer, say prayer, prayer. and petition, with thanksgiving, say thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. And then it says, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Anybody need some peace that transcends all understanding? Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This verse gives us a beautiful recipe for what surrender looks like. Prayer and thanksgiving. The combination of prayer and thanksgiving puts your heart in a posture of dependency on God. So when something comes up in your world that's creating anxiety, creating stress, or maybe it's that thing that you feel like is blocking you from pursuing God more in your life, just take a moment and pray about it. Say, Jesus, I offer this to you. I, I surrender this to you. I give this to you. And then after you do that, thank him. Thank him for what? Thank him for who he is. Thank him for his character. Thank him for his faithfulness, for his kindness, for his undeserved grace and mercy that's chasing after all of us every single day. Thank him that he crushes fear. Thank him that he crushes loneliness, that he crushes hopelessness. Thank him for who he is. And as you pray and as you thank God, something just settles down in your soul, in your heart that is so wonderful, that's so beautiful. And we step into that place of surrender. I love these verses because... You know, it, it tells us to bring everything to him. Can I just encourage you, never let the enemy tell you that something is too big for your father. The only thing that's too big for God is nothing. Amen. <laughs> it's okay. That's all right. All right. If you come to him, and you say, God, I'm surrendering this to you, he's not going to be like, bummer. You're screwed. Uh, you are coming to the one who's the most faithful one in history. You're coming to the one that crushes the insecurity that you're struggling with and crushes the lies of the enemy. He's going to be like, yes, this is my son. This is my daughter. I love it when they come to me. This is my favorite place for them to be. Hebrews 16, 6 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Your father, guys, is longing for you to come to him, to give him what's been challenging, to surrender things to him. And the promise is that you get grace and you get mercy in exchange for it. Amen? Men, I'm going to invite our worship team to come up. And as we wrap up here, you know, um, it wouldn't really do justice for me to have a message about surrender without going to the simple story, the gospel story of Jesus, who really in himself embodies the ultimate example of surrender. Because you guys see, 2,000 years ago, there was a guy named Jesus who came and he lived a perfect life. He lived a life that was without sin. 
He allowed allowed the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, the blind to see again. But there was this one moment in in Jesus' walk where he had a real moment before God the Father. And he comes to God and he, he says this in Luke 22, 42. He says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. And then he says these seven or eight words that rocked all of history. And he says, yet yet not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, Father, but yours be done. And Jesus, in a moment, he lays down his divinity. He picks up his humanity and he dies on a cross for you and for me. And three days later, he rises back from the grave, defeating sin and death once and for all so that anybody who would call on the name of Jesus can have relationship with God again. If you're looking for an example of surrender, just look to Jesus. (laughs) He's a perfect example. So what we're gonna do as we wrap up, I'm just gonna invite everybody to close their eyes with me. And we're just gonna do something that we've not done before. And I'm just gonna give you guys a a short moment here between you and God. And I said earlier that a, a recipe for surrender is prayer and thanksgiving. And so we're just gonna pause here for a moment and I'm just gonna invite you to ask the Lord, Lord, what is that thing that you're calling me to lay down at your feet? And as the Lord just brings that thing to your mind, just, just take a moment and to pray with him about it. Just let him speak to you.